Welcome to the TV Line Podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief Michael Asiello, and I am obsessed with the new sci-fi series, Happy. The outrageously bananas comic book-inspired dark comedy premieres December 6th, and it stars Chris Maloney as an unhinged ex-cop-turned-hitman who finds himself terrorized by both an animated unicorn named Happy and a human sociopath named Patrick Fischler. Chris, Patrick, welcome. How would you guys describe this show? To someone, Chris, how would you describe the show? Uh, anarchic. You want more than one word? You yeah, didn't say that one was, word. That was too short. All right. I think you wanted longer. Maybe um, four or five. I would call it um, one of the uh, purest adaptations of a graphic novel to screen that I've ever seen or obviously been a part of. That's actually perfect. That's, that's one for Chris Maloney. Yeah. Just keep score, please, because that may be the only one he gets. <laughs> we'll be jousting the whole interview. Chris, how familiar with the graphic novel were you? Zero. Uh, you know, it's just not a world that I inhabit. You know, I had that moment, you know, seventh, eighth grade when I, I enjoyed graphic novels. I was never a big comic book guy. But, uh, you know, when I, as, as part of the research you know obviously i went to the source to the, the main source which was the, the graphic novel happy educated myself all right and how did this project fall in your lap because i'm guessing it, it began with you and then the rest of the pieces came together like patrick um so they, they came to me they said hey uh, read it uh we want you for the main character nick Sachs." i said okay uh sci-fi and you know sci-fi they, they, kind of the assurance of they were really behind it. And that's always nice to hear because they don't uh, use that as bait. You know, they, they usually mean what they say. So, okay, this they really believe in this project. I read it. I said, uh, can I curse? Yes. What the fuck did I just read? Um, it was very sound. Uh, I loved the characters. I loved the edginess and the danger and the whimsy. You know, I thought there was a, I, I, I appreciated them putting these um, elements that were vastly different, the comedic and brutality all together, mixing it all together. And I thought this is very interesting. But what's the tone? I couldn't figure out the tone. So I spoke with Brian Taylor, who is the director, and he's the, the he, he, he did the, the movie, the Crank movies, and he was the one who adapted it along with the originator, Grant Morrison. They adapted it, you know, put it in TV uh, script form. And he directed the pilot as well as five of the others, mm -hmm. four, four of the others. So five altogether is what uh, Brian Taylor directed. And I spoke with him and I said, what's the tone? What, what is this thing? And his response was, I have no idea. Or I, I can't, I don't know, I can't describe it to you. Let's basically, let's do it. Let's figure it out. And, you know, God damn if I didn't trust him. Really? Because I was going to say, because you, a show like this, where you're talking to yourself pretty much the for half of the series, there has to be a leap of faith. You have to trust someone in order to jump on board. But that's very funny because that was the one element that I absolutely had locked down because I knew for me, I knew what the voice was. I knew who Happy was. I knew how Nick Sachs was going to relate to Happy. So me, my character, was able to form the scenes and then whoever, whoever was going to be happy would kind of have to... Uh, join in on my rhythm and you know what I mean if I was angry in a scene or if I was suspicious in a scene or you know they would have to play off that and so I already had happy locked down in my head so that wasn't the question mark the question mark was was everyone understanding this vision as I was understanding it mm -hmm. 
And when they kept going, oh, you know, we're really going to go for it and be edgy. You know, I got to tell you, I've heard that before. <laughs> and that was the one element that I was suspect about. And it was Brian because of his bold honesty of, I don't know. You know, he wasn't trying to sell me. And I, I really appreciated that. And I thought, well, you know something? This is a guy without guile. And that's, uh, I really appreciate that. And that's kind of rare. What's guile mean? Can, can I just look so? Can I just? You guys, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to get it for you. <laughs> Never mind. It's fine. I'll look it up after we're done. You Go sure? On. Yeah. All right. Good. I don't leave you hanging. Good. No, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, because there are going to be a lot of $3 words like that being bandied about. Bandied about. No, that's a $2 word. Do you want me to? No, that was a $2 word. Yeah, but do you want me to look it up for no, you? No, I'm good. Thank okay, you. fine. Have you guys ever worked together before? I know you did an oh, episode of no, SVU. No, 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 thank God, no. no. He was gone by the time I did SVU. Uh, yes. So that's why I said yes to SVU. So did <laughs> I was like, is that guy still on it? And they said, no, he's gone. I said, I'll do it. So, but you guys, did your pads ever cross? Emotionally in our hearts? Oh, right. No, they never crossed. I'd never met him before. So you guys- I'd never met him till the day I walked on set to do- But you knew who pilot. Chris Maloney was. Yes. Did you know who Patrick Fischler was? No, but he, here was the thing with Patrick. So- um, wait, what was the show that, so I watched Mad Men. I, I binge watched it mm -hmm. literally, you know, two years ago. I was kind of late to the game and this guy pops onto the screen and I was like, oh my God, I don't know who he is, but I love this and I love what he was doing. And I, and to me, I was like, this is a very difficult character to pull off the comic who's not in his element, who's trying to sell a product and, you know, he's just kind of a, acerbic and, 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 you know, just. And this uh, is before he entered the orbit of happy. Yeah. So this was two years ago oh, that, you okay. know, so he comes on well, when they said, who's going to play smoothie and uh, they say fish. And I was like, I don't know who that is. No offense. I'm not busting he your chops. Lot, yeah. I know you're so angry. Everybody don't slow get... down. Everybody stop getting <laughs> up on me. So I looked him out and went, oh, that guy. I love that guy. Yeah. So there you go. And then, you know, then, of course, when I meet him and he you know, he pulls out his resume and like Mulholland Falls and O'Day Drive. Mo oh, sorry, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Mulholland Drive. Well, it doesn't matter. Yes, really. it does. Actually. It really They're very separate matter, movies. They're different so, things. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Um, he just kept bandying about David Lynch. I mean, ad nauseum. As I should. <laughs> and one of my favorite things about the premiere was the relationship between you guys. Like yeah. it made me, I wanted to see more of that. Um, and, uh, oh, you will. I ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Cigarette smoke. I want to talk about the scene, that scene yes. in the, in the premiere. How long did that sequence take to shoot? Two days. You really took that long, huh? Oh yeah. Wow. Cause if you, the fight scene, we're including the, the fight scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Cause I'm laying there. Uh, that took two days to shoot. And I had not met Chris before. And so I showed up on set and we said hi to each other quick, like, oh, yeah, nice yeah. to meet you, nice to meet you. And we just got into the scene and we, it's a lot of that, you know, I play it very close in his face and yeah. none of that is in the script. That was all just a choice that I thought, this is going to be fun. I think I'm going to, I want to get in here. I just instantly had the, some sort of respect that Smoothie has for Sax, a little bit of hate, a little bit of love. There's a weird dynamic that just happened. So, Chris, what are you thinking when Patrick Fischler from Mad Men mm -hmm. gets in your face like that and it's not even in the script? Oh, yeah. So much fun. I mean, that's what you want because what it tells you is there. here's an actor that's confident in what they're doing and competent that they're going to pull it off. You know, so you're like, oh, I'm in good hands because what it is, you know, because basically acting is a, a give and take. 
I throw it to you, you catch, you throw it back. And is it going to be a curve, knuckleball, fast? What? So you're constantly playing catch. And, and, and so, you know, when someone does that and they surprise you and you go, oh, okay. And so all of a sudden you feel a behavior coming into you. So, you know, it goes, it, you go back to, you know, acting 101, you know, the joy of that and the simplicity of that. And there, what was great is there was no part of him that was uh, fought it. I knew instantly that I could do it because I did it and he he smiled like it was right away there was a good give and take and a lot of actors wouldn't have that they may be like why are you getting so close to me why are you, you know he didn't have that at all especially a man of his stature <laughs> but also you know that's a good point that because you know then Sax has all these quips and the quips were like you know was that as uncomfortable for you as it was for me I mean you know all this that it's like Sax going this guy's a little creepy you know you know, yeah. we, we worked with what we had and we did a lot of ad-libbing back and forth. We did a lot of that. Yeah. Every time every time we had scenes, which I wish there had been more, Yeah, we all invariably just literally fell into the rhythms of listening and answering and anyone who wants to pop off an ad-lib, you know, we'd have a response. It was a lot of fun. And one of the things I, I love about the relationship is, um, and I'm going to move the mic toward me because I'm talking now, um, is that there's, you guys clearly hate each other, but there seems to be, there's a reverence there too, like a respect almost. At least I've only seen the, the, this dynamic in the first episode. Um, what do you think the, the, the dynamic is between the, the two of them? Is there sort of a respect? I know exactly what it is for me. Go. Um, I think it's one of these. You have Smoothie. This is how I see it. As in, uh, he's an intellectual. He does goes about his job from an, a place of intellect. You know, it's a science to him. It's the, it's an art to extract information with the a maximum amount of pain and the <laughs> mayhem, but it's always in a, a with precision. You know, he's a surgeon. He's an artist. Nick, so there you have him, and this is what makes him the greatest at what he does. And then all of a sudden, he has finally in his clutches a rival. But I am a, I'm a butcher. I'm with a guy with a meat cleaver. And yet, I'm, I think he has a certain jealousy, a, a begrudging respect, but he's jealous of what I have acquired or attained or the, the status that I have because I am nothing but a Neanderthal. And there and I have this begrudging respect for him, but I think he's a fucking freak. You know, he likes to get pee. He's a he's he's you know, he's a bit of a pervert. To me, I don't like perverts. You know, so that yeah, you know, so it's all the the street versus street guy versus this intellect guy. Uh, I, yes. No, <laughs> minus the respect. But um, no, I think that Smoothie um, is really good at what he does and doesn't face a lot of people that he can't get information out of. Mm-hmm. And as Sack says in the pilot, he just wants to die. And when you have someone who just wants to die and you're someone who tortures, mm-hmm. that becomes like a, a level of, wow, I, I have never come across someone like this before. And I think that is a lot of what occurs to him in the pilot. And when he sees you know, him beat my guys. It just all of those guys. That is such a joy to him. And that is all uh, different than it was written in the pilot. Oh. Uh, I can say this. I think that um, uh, it was written that Smoothie uh, was scared. And it, it was written that I pee my pants. 
And I said to Brian on set, I, to Brian and Grant, I said, I don't think Smoothie is at all scared of this. I think he loves it. And this is how collaborative happy is. They were like, that's great. That's great. And they totally took my note and I think it works so much better. Because it wouldn't establish Smoothie if, if I'm scared of that. I'm scared of him beating my men and breaking their heads open. I think he loves it. I think he loves it. Can I just throw out now an addendum to that? Yeah. I had no idea that that was a note. So when I walk what? around the corner and I see him in the corner all bloodied up and just staring at me, I was like, <laughs> I just remember going, what the f-? <laughs> And I, Who is this psychopath? Well, I immediately went, oh, yeah. Well, hello. You, you yes. want more? Yeah. I'll give you. So I started playing into, I was like, I wanted to see how pervy this guy, I, I, before I kill him, because I'm, I'm going to kill him. And then just circumstances happen. Yeah, and is it? So this is all happening when you guys didn't even know each other. So well, what, we were on set, but I guess Brian didn't because I went to Brian and I said I don't, don't need want to tell do, yeah. me anything. It, it, it's yeah. more fun to not tell him. Brian does that too. But then what is it like after shooting a scene like this and then going you're done and it's like oh you want to go grab a cup of coffee and like actually get to know each other? Like, sure. That just seems so, such a weird sort of counterintuitive way to meet someone. This is how it went down. You're right, and I think this is pretty close to it. You know, here he is with a cup of coffee you know we're kind of standing next to each other he goes i like you and i don't like people and i like you i think i did say that i think that actually may be an exact quote yeah because i don't like people yeah i watched the second episode okay you guys don't share any scenes in the second episode so how much more don't break america's heart i know um but i know there's more coming how when how dark does this relationship get (laughs) (laughs) well look I wish there had been more scenes uh, between he and I, um, and I believe that that's how they also feel. And I think the second season, you're going to see more engagement in that that regard. Uh, Having said that, the next few times that you do have us together, um, you you won't soon forget. I was going to say it's worth the wait. Give me a hint. (laughs) Even if it's like just telling me one of the accessories in the scene. Well, no, I can't do that. Um, uh, <laughs> what, a, what an interesting word for him to use. Yeah, I know. I was like, wait, that was an interesting choice. Uh, give him a hint. Come on, you're good at this. Well, look. Culmination of... Uh, just stick with the word pervert that I was using to describe his character. Mm-hmm. And Patrick probably in his quiet moments. And Really? What? Me? You. Okay, what? All right. Uh, do you, yeah, the pervert, uh, I think culmination of sort of this buildup of this uh, search that Smoothie's on for him, because that continues. But our paths don't cross for a while. So it'll build, it builds, it, it builds to something that, that is, that Chris and I were, I, I, I had to, we chatted about and we were like, wow, it shows where this show is willing to go. Mm-hmm. And that sci-fi and everybody's letting us go there is huge. Huge. This is a big swing for sci-fi. It's huge. So, you know, sci-fi, in my mind, is the Sharknado network a uh-huh. little bit, you know, and then this is really edgy. This is like their Mr. Robot mm-hmm. in a way, I feel. Did you have any trepidation, like, when you heard sci-fi was attached just because they have a certain brand and it's not this show? Yeah, you know, luckily I am not well-versed in... That universe, I really don't. I don't look at things that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was. You know, what I was fed was the words. Oh my god! Wait, this happens. Just wave. It's, it's awesome. 
<laughs> oh, that was my favorite. No, okay, go on. I thought I was having a stroke. No. Except I kept we were having your one voice. together. Like, that's that's, <laughs> that's exactly that's what a stroke worse. would be like for you. You'd still hear my voice. I forgot that that I happened. can't move or say anything, but all I hear is fish in my I'm your happy. No, don't lose focus. Uh, we're sorry, we're on a time crunch. Oh, yeah, you got a schedule. Yeah, go ahead. No, we, no we you were talking go. about sci-fi. Okay, so, You're saying yeah. you don't, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, all I was told was, you know, uh, bandied about the word, uh, the word uh, we're rebranding, and uh, we're really, we're willing to, because the script, the first script was very edgy. The, the pilot's very crazy. Mm-hmm. And everyone assured me we're going to honor what's on the page. And so, you know, I mean, what do you do? Um, so I, I, you know, I trusted uh, the people involved. That was it. You know, I, I, I watch a lot of TV. I watch an insane amount of TV. So I do know what it, and every network is a madman away from what AMC was. Mm-hmm. I mean, so everybody there's a million stations now so it doesn't matter where you are yeah it matters what your product is and i'm glad we were there because they let us make exactly the show we wanted to make and a lot of places maybe wouldn't and they did because they know that they had something cool in their hands and i think it is this one. people throw the word fearless out a lot when it comes to acting chris this is a you're fearless on this show um and I'm curious, what is the most challenging aspect of this role? There's nothing challenging. It's actually rather easy because um, the madness is built in. So, you know, um, that's how I always saw it. I, I understood this character I felt. As soon as I put on the costume, we really went. We had a great costumer. And you know, I tried on two jackets and as soon as I tried on, and we knew as soon as I tried on that one jacket, that coat, one coat, we knew it, it fit. And I, I think, you know, it, it plays to things that I connect to very, with a certain amount of immediacy. I love physical comedy. Um, I love something with heart. Obviously I, I did. I love to explore that, and I also like to explore when you start from the extreme anti-hero, see where you can go to. I always find that a very interesting journey. Patrick? Yes. You followed, you watch a lot of TV, so you know his work. I, I Sadly, yes. Um, I think this is the best he, work he's ever done. Would you he's, agree? He's brilliant on the show. I mean, he's truly mind-blowing on the show, and, I, and it takes a lot for me to say that, and I mean it. I really, really mean it. He's so... He's so fucking good. And I've been a fan of his. I mean, I, I remember being, uh, you know, because he's been acting for like 70 years now. So. And um, 72 years. And I remember uh, watching him on Oz and I was like, who the hell is that? He's unbelievable. And this role lets him utilize everything he does well. And he does a lot well. And I think people are going to just not even understand what to do after they watch him on this. He's that good. Hmm. Dude, I'm going to give you mouth to mouth. Oh my god, I, I'm feeling like a panic attack coming. <laughs> I'm having a panic so, attack. That was so hard for me. I'm embarrassed. I'm sweating. I'm really too. sweating. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Oh my god, that's uh, a good end there. Oh my god, that's <laughs> such a good ending. 